Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 11, Brand New Day. All that right at this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, what is happening, my friend? It is... It uh, it's summer, dude. I'm sweating my balls off. <laughs> oh. uh, well, in in so normally we like to do a shield episode and then a uh, feedback episode or like a uh, news and feedback episode. But because it is the final week of shield, we have decided just now in this moment that we are going to do a shield episode tonight. Drop it and then uh, in on on Thursday we are going to do the shield finale because we don't want to wait a week to do the shield finale. So yeah, this week we're going to hit you with two shield episodes because we're really excited about the ending of shield. So, but let's get into this episode in order to facilitate that. I'm going to be, after we get off of here tonight, I'm going to be uh, doing probably several hours worth of work that I should have been working on like since last week, but right have kind of been slacking on a little bit but you were watching hours and hours of umbrella academy (laughs) yes yes i had other priorities all right well uh yeah so let's let's dive right in then uh let's dive right in and talk about shield how about it yeah yeah so i mean this is a setup you know this is our our i hate to say that this is this is a filler episode or this is a like a standard week before the finale kind of setup thing. I totally agree with you, but I'll give you a better way of saying it since it's our final two episodes and we don't want to speak ill of the dead. <laughs> um, it is a character episode. Uh, yeah. Cause it really does. It, it bears down on what's going on with Gemma. Uh, very little plot happens this episode. The plot is much, is very much like one decision is made. Like, Nathaniel continues to dig in Gemma's brain, and she, you know, there's a huge thing that she seems to have forgotten Fitz, which, we, you know, that's that's nuts. That's a big thing. And then Daisy has decided, actually, I say, I take it back. There's a lot of shit happening in this episode. Like, it felt pretty <laughs> sparse, but now that I'm saying it out loud, S.H.I.E.L.D. was destroyed, man. Yeah, it was, oh, man. So that's kind of huge. That's not like so a much small going deal. On. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just basically Gemma uh, getting her mind dug in, which was very interesting and character developing. And then we had Simmons, Mac, and Sousa on the Quinjet, uh, which was nice, uh, very nice character stuff. But now that I think about it, S.H.I.E.L.D. was destroyed. Why, why wasn't that the headline? Why did we bury the lead so hard? <laughs> I don't know, man. You know why we buried the lead? Because it doesn't feel real. Yeah. They very much called out this episode... The fact that we're in a different timeline and you can never go back to your other timeline. That's the the bad guys say. Um, but I, I, I don't buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of these shield locations got destroyed. And I'm over here just like, yeah, but like there wasn't a whole lot of build up to it to make it really emotional. Like, right. Exactly. So I don't care. Yeah. And I really feel like they could have done that differently where I would have believed this, but because the way they, and and it may stay done like this may stay the way it is, but like this may be the new timeline they live in, but it just didn't feel like 
they have really lost. I don't feel the loss that I should feel with the destruction of the Triskelion and what was it like 30 other shield bases? There was a lot. There were several on that map. Yeah. So that is huge. That is a huge deal. It cements them in a separate timeline. The Chronicoms are now at Earth way before we have an Avengers team to stop them. You know, like this is a huge deal, but it didn't feel that way. And I think that is a result of uh, cynicism, maybe. (laughs) 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 Or or a little bit of poor storytelling in that they did not lead up to it in a way that made me feel like it was real. Yeah, well, the, the, honestly, the Chronicoms this season, like, they have been the big bad, but they have honestly felt like a, a backburner issue to this whole, like, it feels like the main issue that has been, uh, that ever, that they've been addressing in this season has been that the show is ending, and they haven't, it's like they're they're checking off things of their bucket list, And like every episode is a new thing where they're like, man, we haven't done something like that yet. Well, let's do it because, you know, we got no other time than now. Let's do it. So Mm -hmm. the bucket list has really been the enemy here. And that's what that's what our focus has been on. So when Chronicom show up and destroy everything, we're just like, meh. Yeah. Like, I feel like they could have set that up better. And they kind of do. They have that moment where or they, they, they it's all built in. It's it's all there. They could have easily accentuated a certain moment and made it feel real in that uh, moment when Mac talks to Daisy and says, I have to believe our timeline is out there somewhere, you know? Yeah. And like that makes it feel like it's outside of their time. Like their only way to get back is already uh, you know, I, I wish they had a moment instead of saying that he could have said something like there have been some big personal losses, you know, but I have to believe that we can keep things on track in a, on a global sense. You know, like we've still we've still maintained like this certain big things have still happened. And if if whatever calculations are correct, we can still get back to the normal timeline. Like maybe there was still some hope for that. And yeah. then they get destroyed, like all those shield bases get destroyed. And you're like, oh man, they are in a different timeline. But because of the way they've set up this season, like I already feel like they're in a different timeline, and so the destruction of these shield bases does does not feel um, weighty. Leading up to it, though, leading up to the destruction of all of those shield bases. They had said like three times in this episode that they are, you know, they're like, can you feel it? You know, you're in a different timeline. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Jia Ying is dead, um, and Daisy is not blinked out of existence. Max still all Max still has all of his memories from his parents. Uh, you know, being raised by his parents, and his parents are gone. And Daisy's older sister didn't kill herself. So, like, all of these things are there that the the original like their timeline is like completely at odds with and they're like you know over and over again in this episode where it's a different timeline different timeline different timeline so we're conditioned like we as the audience are conditioned to believe that like none of this right here in this universe what we're seeing matters because we're like all of this is going to go away whenever we fix it 
Yeah, especially with them talking about I've still got to believe our timeline is out there. It, it gave me like a separation from this timeline. Instead of that, instead of that moment being like the weighty moment that could mean like driving home the connection of this universe to our team. It felt like the framework. Yeah, well, it, yeah, exactly. It provided an escape hatch for our team. So that yep. they can now just like we we, we, we yeah I'm 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 a little annoyed at that the way that it was <laughs> the way that it played out you know I'm sorry I I, I was feeling kind of down from work and and being exhausted with it and then mm-hmm. like I feel like I just dragged you into my hell <laughs> like, no 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 we're all I, just unhappy now I we we started this I was I was about to say exactly what you said like it's in my notes like this feels like a uh, a, a thing, an episode where they're putting everything in place for the finale, but like it shouldn't, you know what I mean? Like th- this should be like, Oh shit. They just yeah. like irreparably damaged the timeline. The, the defenders of like the world in shield have just been taken out completely out of the equation. You know, this is huge. And instead I felt like, well, I guess the Chronicoms get this world and our team gets to go live on another one. Or, you know, I just didn't feel... <laughs> Different version of Earth. Yeah. You just, sometimes I feel like these shows, like in general, like sci-fi shows, the, the best ones do it well. But sometimes uh, they don't properly think out the season's reveals so that everything feels weighty at the moments that it needs to for the story to feel driving forward and and this is one of those one of those issues i feel like they could have done better but let's talk about some of the good things in this episode which was i think the character development yeah my uh, my favorite part is when Beak was like, just like Nakatomi Plaza. Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, are we going to get a full-on Die Hard episode? Cause right, it, that's what I thought, too. I was season, like, we're going to Die Hard episode. <laughs> I thought for sure that was about to happen. And then, no, it was like, we barely see Deke again. He's just getting, he's just tied up on the floor the rest of the episode. Yeah, he's getting the shit kicked out of him. But I love that we're in a, in a season and in a world where this, it seems totally reasonable that it might be a Nakatomi Plaza uh, Die Hard episode. Like, that like, that could have been the case. <laughs> I'm a little bit aggravated that we didn't get that. I'm a little bit aggravated that they put that in front of us. They dangled that carrot, and then they're like, nah. <laughs> Just now, see, and, and I'm with ripped you. it away. I'm totally with you. As much as I do like the character development in this episode, because so much of the plotting does not feel like it drove the story forward, like... If this had been a diehard episode, like, and they really went for it, and he's, like, fighting different S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in the bowels of the, the Zephyr or whatever, and then he gets the he gets to the whatever MacGuffin he needs to get to to save S.H.I.E.L.D. at the end, and then fails, that would have felt weighty, because at least we just watched Deke fail. You know what I mean? Like, it could have felt like, we have to do this to save our, our universe. We've Like, if instead they had realized at the beginning of this episode what they're trying to do. And then you have Deke fighting in the bowels of the ship the entire episode. And he's the A plot. And you still get those scenes with Simmons and with uh, Daisy. Like maybe he's trying to set up the Zephyr so they can dock with it or something. Like they talk to him and he's, and he, they're his, uh, oh gosh, Winslow. Uh, what's the, the guy from Die Hard who was the cop on, Family Matters. It was Carl. Carl Winslow. Thank you. 
that like there is Carl Winslow talking to him, talking him through the like taken down of the terrorists or whatever. <laughs> and like, and, and that's the focus of the episode. It could have been a great last big hurrah for Deke and humor, but then it could have still had those great character moments. And then at the end we could have felt like, Oh my gosh, all that work we just did was a failure, like an absolute failure. And Deke just let the entire world be destroyed, you know? Yeah. Or the entirety of shield. I mean, the entirety of shield would have been, that might've felt a little weightier. Um, but the, the, the thing that really got me, the thing that really kicked me right in the heart, right in the, in the heart nuts. Cause it hurts a lot. <laughs> the heart nuts. Okay. Yeah. Got it. The nuts of my heart, because it hurts so much more than just a regular hit to the heart. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that any of that is, is okay to say on the internet, but it's too late. Matt, she said, who's fits. Yes. Yes. That's huge. That, that is that is bigger. But still, and I don't know why. Like, why didn't I feel the weight of that either? Is it just again because I don't think that's where they'll end it? Uh, I think that, again, we as the audience have been conditioned to believe that it's going to be okay. They're going to... For Gemma and Fitz? No, we haven't. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> We've been conditioned to believe that she's going to be fixed in some way to where she remembers everything. I, I, I honestly think that the the implant in her in her head in her brain is like they're supposed to be trying to blame that, but I don't think that's what it is. I think I think they're trying to juke us. Because they've like there's precedent already for her forgetting something because the implant is going a little squiffy and then Enoch needed to fix it. Right. Right. But what if Fitz or like what if her remembering Fitz all those times, like if you remember all of the all of the memories where uh, Nathaniel was kind of just sitting in the background watching like, ooh, what happened next? All of those were getting a little bit, um, what's the word? They were getting a little bit more cramped and a little bit like more of the, of the background was going away. So the, the theory is that what she remembers of Fitz or what is in her head of Fitz is a, uh, a computer program type of situation where as memories are trying to be forcibly accessed, it is actively removing that memory or removing those memories to kind of, um, it's like tamper protection. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. But I do think it is the, is the device where you trying to say it was something else. No, no, I'm saying that they're, well, yes, I'm, I'm trying to say that they, they've put this device out there as like, it's the device is the problem, but the, it might be that something else has been implanted in her head by Fitz such that if somebody tries to tamper with her mind, whatever he did, that's not that device, or maybe it is the device even, just is actively erasing all memory of him. Yeah, I think I think you're 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 you're, you're, you're I think you're on to it. I think that it is the device. I think the device is the thing that's doing that. I think I just I worry that if they take the device out, 
if it doesn't fix it. Like if there's lasting effect. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agreed. Yeah, that'd be awful. But except we've already seen it fix it. That's the only problem with this, that theory is what we saw in the time loop episode when they took it out. She remembered everything and it was awful. Yes, but nobody was actively trying to brute force attack her memory. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, but she, did, but she did what, whatever the effects of the device were seem to go away with, with the removal of the device. Now that's not to say that can't cause damage. It definitely can. Um, at least, you know, they could write it that way. I just don't know. I don't know. Um, I, but again, I think the problem is both these big, huge things like that we care about shield existing and the Fitzsimmons existing and continuing to be a relationship both like were destroyed this episode and we didn't i didn't feel the weight of either of those things i felt like they were both like temporary um if they, maybe like you said it's because they didn't build them up properly and I, I definitely think that's part of it um but i do like where we end up I, I like everything that's happening and i'm hopeful for this last episode that it will be you know everything we want it to be yeah the last two-parter seems to be uh, set up for success. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, it's them against an alien force. The, you know, okay, you say that. The only thing I don't like about it, and I've been saying this all season, I don't think Nathaniel is the villain, you know? Like, it just doesn't feel... <laughs> Nathaniel has still... And especially when him and Cora kissed at the end... I rolled my eyes. I, I and I rarely do that with this show. Like I'm really like, oh, that's stupid. But I'm just like, I care so much that the last episode is great. That them being the duo that we've got to go against at the end does not feel right. You know, yeah. they don't feel like the one. I don't know. I read it as I read it more as her kind of her playing him. I do think that might be. I do think that she's playing him because she's pissed that he killed mom. And um, I think that she's trying to get inside to, to get, you know, get under the radar, basically. And uh, I think that there's a strong possibility that Sybil's already seen that coming. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, that's the other thing is like, they, they were like, uh, you know, you don't see... I, what does Sybil see and what does Sybil not see? So, like, interestingly, we had uh, the, the thing that they are, they have their the, their Hail Mary is that they're going to space and it's against their characters, you know? But I don't know yeah. that it's that against Daisy's character. Um, it well, does Daisy seem said that it's, you know, well, Sybil said that Daisy never lets her sister fight alone. Mm-hmm. But she's maybe misinterpreting who her sister is, which is what Daisy thinks. Yeah, I, I think that Daisy believes that she's misinterpreting who her sister is. And I think that Sybil told Cora that specifically to put Daisy on the path that that she expects. Interesting. So you think she's... See, I, that is an interesting question. That is a really interesting question for this last episode is, is Sybil... Does Sybil fully expect what their plan is or, and I do kind of like this as a theme, uh, that human love is just a little too complicated for her to fully grasp. <laughs> um, Robots can't understand love. No, not that, but like <laughs> the, the, like the idea that the kind of care we will do for one another is 
not something that Sybil can fully grasp. And it, it could be a nice tale of like the true value of the human, of humanity or whatever, you know, and like the true value <laughs> that we have is our, our love for each other kind of thing, which because the two things that caused all this all uh, Daisy's love for Simmons and, and her being like, she's my sister. I'm going. It's, it has nothing to do with like a stated thing or whatever. It's just like, she, that's her sister and she's going, she's going to go save her. And then it's also Sousa is there because he loves Daisy or like, you know, is starting to or whatnot. And like, those are maybe things that the computer, can, you know, the computer has these elements of like, it's a 93% chance it'll do this or a 95% chance this will happen. And like, maybe those are the, those chances, you know, those chances could be the, the amount we care for each other. And the computer can't always account for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like that as a theme that like the, the computer is beaten by the love of our characters between each other. You know, that's, that's uh, nice. Uh, meh. I mean, I, uh, you don't have to say I it out loud. That it does sound cheesy, but like it, it. Oh no, it's cheesy as hell. It's cheesy, but like, it's also, you know, it was already covered though in season four. Ada was brought down because humans and their love for each other were just so strong the whole framework came crashing down i don't remember i don't remember why the framework came crashing down uh, it's because simmons went in or simmons and daisy went into it right uh, willingly and brought the whole thing down right but that's more that's more of a uh, they went in and brought it down. This this would just be more of a... It, it doesn't have to be a statement. It could be, like, literally just something that's happening in the background, you know? And yeah, I, I like it as Ada's, a theme. Ada's whole thing was that she wanted to get a body to be able to experience love in the way that humans do. Yeah. And, like, robot not understanding love is... That's the whole through line of that. Yeah, that, that, True. And it, well, it's not that it's not that she can't. I'm I'm not saying that Sybil or Enoch can't understand love. Although Enoch, <laughs> Enoch does say like he he was alone for thousands of years and he was never lonely. Like he didn't understand what missing someone was until he met our team. And like so, so it is possible that they don't have the same kind of uh, interpersonal affection and connections in the Chronicom world. You know. Well, maybe if somebody just gave Sybil a hug. This could all be resolved. Well, and that's what you, where, how does this end? Cause I don't think they would leave this world to the Chronicoms, but I also don't know how, I guess they could destroy the Chronicoms. Do they stay here? Do they, do they go back to their own world? Does Sousa end up in the last fight in Avengers? Are we going to get another time jump or does this end in the eighties? You know, that's a good question. I mean, <clears throat> So I, I guess we need to be like, let's take bets, right? Like, let's okay. see what, let's see what happens or let's, let's, let's okay. hash out all of the, the potential things. They can fight off the Chronicoms. Right, right. And, you know, win the day, but they've lost shield. Okay. Maybe they go and rebuild it in the eighties to kind of bring it back to its former glory. Quote unquote. Maybe. Maybe. I don't really like that. That seems kind of 
seems one note lackluster and i could see them being scattered throughout because you know the the thing we do supposedly know is that they're all they're going to live your friends will live but the team will not right so like what does that mean are they going to be separated somehow by the way i really did love uh, talking about character moments that were lovely i loved the scene between mac and daisy on the ship when he she says oh man she you says, guys are my family uh, yeah well she says it's going to change and he says, he says, it's just never going to be the same. And he says, no, it's not. But it's it's going to be okay. Oh, why are you talking to me like that, Mac? <laughs> Which is someone who's had like a therapist, like have that same conversation with me. Like that's a, that's a really hard thing to grasp sometimes is like change can be really difficult and choosing to change uh, in the face of like, you know, uncertainty is hard and i just love how mac tells her like no you know who you are no it doesn't matter who you're with you know who you are you know you know exactly who you are yeah Hmm. really really loved that scene oh man why you gotta why you gotta hurt me like that yeah oh it's a prediction sorry i didn't mean to interrupt predictions i just wanted to get on that character moment so there's the the kind of i would say I think we should just like take bets on like some of the big things that could happen. Like, like, like how, what, how likely do you think that that they'll, I don't know, get back to the normal timeline? I mean, at this point, based on everything that they've done, everything that they've said, everything that they've shown, I don't think that getting back to the normal timeline is a thing that can happen. Yeah. I think destroying the Triskelion makes it impossible for this to be the normal timeline yeah, which, no. which is something that we've talked about in the past which is like maybe shield was always in a different timeline like all the stuff about the garrets and ward and all that stuff none of that is part of the regular timeline maybe like you know and maybe nathaniel was always part of the regular timeline and this time jump and that's why thanos wasn't a thing that's that all that stuff you know um so the time jump brought time jumping brought them into line with the mcu but that that's that kind of softened its connection to the mcu in the beginning which kind of sucks um but i think we've basically outruled that ruled out that at this point because yeah. of the, the destruction of the skeleton unless they rebuild it but i, I don't think that's the case <laughs> maybe that's uh that's the reset button because uh phil was saying like they're a few years early on the triskelion yeah 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 that's true maybe maybe, maybe the triskelion was secret <laughs> that's, the, that's the secret first triskelion <laughs> yeah you know it's the secret first triskelion exactly where the new triskelion yeah is oh yeah so i think i think that i think that shot and i mean like not just that shot but also we had an alien force attack earth and blow up 30 different sites or whatever this is no longer in the avengers timeline like period the governments of earth have got to be shitting themselves yeah for sure this this Please. is no longer in the original timeline the question is are they going to go back to the original timeline you know max says he has to believe it's out there somewhere <laughs> Tris- the Triskelion standing on the bones of Triskelion's past. <laughs> <laughs> built upon ruin. You, this Triskelion is built on an ancient Triskelion burial site. It's a Triskelion burial site. <laughs> I don't know. 
That's so goofy. So goofy. What I would like, mm, I don't know, what could happen, what I think is, what I think is pretty likely is that they somehow destroy this branch timeline or universe. Hmm. Yeah, but that's still like, just because S.H.I.E.L.D. is dead, I don't know. So like, I think it's I think it's the way that they get back to uh, the way that they get realigned with their timeline is to destroy this branch timeline. Like cut the branch. Yeah, like snip the branch early, and that means that Daisy has to deal with losing Susa. Mm, yeah, she, he has, maybe they have, and that maybe why they have, that's what I was saying a minute ago. Maybe they get sprinkled through time. They all have their own missions, and they have to go and like. You have to go to make the timeline work. You have to go to the twenties and live this life, and you have to go to the fifties and live this life, and you have to go to caveman times and make sure this bug doesn't get stepped on. <laughs> um, I don't know that 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 is a possibility. Them them getting scattered through time to try to, rip, cont- but that seems like the beginning of a story, not the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think that they're going to be scattered through time. I think that they're going to trim this branch timeline early, and the team will have never formed. Right. Like maybe the team itself, I guess they could somehow I see, but they're in a, if they're in a different timeline, how do they even do that? But I guess if they could travel to their previous selves and stop the team from ever forming, stop, stop Colson from ever going through Tahiti. Ooh, that's rough. That hurts. That hurts a lot. What if, what if that's the, that's why Colson has never been, part of the movies anymore and all that stuff. Although that doesn't make sense because they prepared a helicarrier for, I guess that, that, that could be fixed by the fact that Nick Fury just gave, gave the toolbox to someone else. But um, yeah. What if all of these connections to the shield has been a part of, were never actually connections to the MCU. Like ever since Coulson was, maybe that's how they bring it into alignment is to, let Coulson die. Oof. That hurts. That hurts a lot, but I think it it's not a bad theory. Okay, give, give me three big swings. What's happening in the final episode? Okay. Three big uh, swings, and then we'll get on to some feedback. Three big swings. Oh, man. Uh, Deke is going to die. Deke is going to sacrifice himself. Um, interesting. I think Deke is going to sacrifice himself and try to finally redeem himself in Bobo's eyes. Because if you remember last time we saw Fitz and him together, Fitz was getting real aggravated by him. Mm-hmm. Um, so then let's see what else, what else, uh, Daisy and Nathaniel are going to clash and, uh, their sound waves, the, the shockwave is going to destroy the universe. Um, there, he, there he had the quake powers destroy the earth once. That's a big swing. Yeah, that's a, that's a big swing. Um, Coulson is going to marry Sybil and everything's going to be okay. Coulson is going to marry Sybil and everything will be okay. Yep. Uh, okay, Here, here's, here's my big swings. Let's see. What you got? It will be revealed that Peggy Carter was killed in the destruction. (gasps) 
Why no? Stop! Because no. that has to happen. They just destroyed all those shield facilities, and Seuss is going to be standing there, and they're going to be like, uh, "We're getting a list of names killed, and Carter's going to come across it, and we're going to get to see Seuss experience his her death." Um, oh, yeah, that's no, that's rough, right? Um, okay, that's that, real bad. That's, that's big swing number one. Why wasn't the lighthouse destroyed? Uh, because it's decommissioned. Uh, but okay. it doesn't make a lot of sense because they do know they're there. Sybil <laughs> yeah, is actively there. Actually, that's a really good point. Why wasn't the lighthouse destroyed? That Because Sybil think... was there. Oh, she's actually there. No, but that's yeah. just her code from a long time ago. She's also with Nathaniel. Right? I don't know. She's I been, don't know. Yeah, she, she's, uh, she's the one who's been like showing them the time stream and stuff. I thought yeah. it was like leftover code was still somehow like like Ultron can exist in two places. Yeah. I thought it was just Sybil existing in two places, but okay, that, that, it that could be. may be the case. Maybe Sybil, maybe Sybil needed the lighthouse to communicate still somehow. Because otherwise, she couldn't lord it over Coulson. That you know, she's like. Ah, ha, ha. You didn't say the magic word. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Okay. Big swing number two. Mm-hmm. Peggy Carter, dead. That's number one. Just to reiterate. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks again. <laughs> Hurt. Ouch. <laughs> um, big swing number two. Uh, we're going to get... Um, the Chronicoms will not be defeated. They will be made peace with. Okay. Because I think, I think that just destroying the Chronicoms, I think you, they're going to have have to have some sort of final battle for sure. It's a comic book show, and probably against Nathaniel and Cora, um, which I do think Cora's probably going to end up uh, end up not being a bad guy in the end. I think she's going to end up turning on Nathaniel. That's I don't think that's a big swing. I think that's just a that's a medium swing at best. That's a bunt. That is a bunt. Uh, so I think that. Uh, they'll fight off Nathaniel, and then we're going to be faced with this big army. And Coulson, who can now read the tea leaves of the robots, is going to go negotiate with them uh, to the point that, like, that he saves he saves the world. You know. Yep. Um, or he somehow gives them this world and lets them have a universe and them have a universe or something like that. That, that seems real dark, though. I don't know about that. That he somehow comes to some sort of peaceful solution. That that's that's my big swing. That yeah, it's a wedding. They won't just destroy. Yeah, it's a wedding. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, that's my big swing. It's, uh, sh- she'll marry uh, Coulson. Um, <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. No, but I do think peaceful solution. That's my second one. Uh, my third is they will time travel, and Susa will be the guy at in Avengers. It will happen. <laughs> I know it's like, because we've got two episodes. So, like, the thing is, we've got a final two episodes, right? But yep. I don't know that they were originally filmed to be that way. I think that it is very likely that these final two episodes were originally, because they, they filmed this a long time ago, and then they had to schedule it out. I think it's very likely this was originally meant to be the second to, or the third to last episode, and then there was going to be another episode, and then the final episode will be the one where they maybe, like, do some big, big things. So I'm, I have a feeling this se- second to last episode, the penultimate, <laughs> will be uh, a little more set up. And then the finale, we might actually get another time jump and we might get that Avenger scene. I, I just read that's my big swing. I think we're going to get it. Like I, I'm calling a shot. 
I know we've said it okay. back and forth. It might happen. It might not. I'm saying it's happening. Okay. Okay. I mean, it does show that um, what's coming on or what's coming on, I guess, tomorrow is called the end is at hand and what we're fighting for. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That, two that definitely different episode titles. Yeah. That is definitely. Uh, and the, and those are like the end is at hand is a very like, here comes the last episode episodes <laughs> title. So, <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that's that's yep. our big swings. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get into the feedback? I feel like we'll talk about a lot more on the feedback. I just want to say um, when Colson said and they lowered our firewalls, I was really aggravated yeah. because that's not how it works. You don't like a firewall is not like a portcullis that you can let down. You can't just lower a drawbridge of firewalls. They're either on or they're not. Right. I think that's just a term for it. But yeah, I mean, you're the computer guy, but, you know, it's not like Colson's a computer genius. Yep. I'm just kidding. Uh, th- th- that's one of my favorite lines from the episode. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I did, I did <laughs> want to mention it. He, uh, I think it's a uh, yo-yo comes in the room. No, yeah. And she says, are you a computer genius now? And he just goes, yes. I just loved his delivery of yes was so good. It just yep. like it, it was very much a computer genius delivery. Uh, it, it, it was just like we've been through so many crazy things. This isn't crazy anymore. <laughs> like, this is just I'm just I just you know I read Cree language for a while. <laughs> now I read robot I language. In, I carved in walls for a bit. Yeah, uh, didn't realize that I was trying to do a three dimensional picture. Mm-hmm. Oops. Oh, good callbacks to old episodes. Before we get into feedback, we'll be right back after this commercial we have no control over. All right, and we're back. What is up with our feedback? We got so many people talking about this episode. Yeah, what is up with our feedback? <laughs> just the way that you said it seemed like there's an issue but there's not there's people talking 084 is one of those people 084 he says just went back and rewatched the scene on Netflix yep it was definitely him and it was definitely an apology for something thinking face cross my fingers for answers this week so what he's talking about there is Fitz uh, on the radio he talked about it last week um, last season Fitz, just the only thing we hear from Fitz before this season starts is, uh, tell them I'm sorry. So what's that about? So what is that about? I mean, we we got Fitz. We got new Fitz content. Yeah, we haven't really talked about Fitz. Like, what? what, there's so much. Uh, Neither have they. (laughs) Well, this, I mean, this, we finally got new Fitz content this episode, and we did, did find out, like, something's going on with blood work. So what does that mean? What do you think the blood work means? Um, I mean, the obvious thing is cancer, right? Right. Or he's dying in some way or, or he's one of dying, them dying. Yeah. He's got some terminal illness, right. um, but blood work could also be something else, um, that makes them, or that makes him want to kind of take a step back and, and live a good life with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... You know, that's the thing about time travel. It doesn't matter when you finish the machine. Yeah. I, 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 and we still don't know how long they took. I hope they got some A considerable amount of time. Because, you know, if they get to forget, if, if, like, say she does have to forget him forever, for whatever reason, which would be awful. Oh, oh uh, no, Matt. 
<laughs> no, but, but listen. Her here. forgetting is not a thing in her head. It's just dementia. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, that's it's not what I meant, but yeah, that's rough. Uh, no, like she does say she does forget forever. Uh, but the last thing we see of the show is like her, like, like their, their last, they had like a two year period where they just spent all their time together or whatever, you know, they got their, they got, or they got 10 years together or something, which would be a little unbelievable because she has, doesn't look like she's aged, but still, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they, they, I could totally see an ending where their final ending is them like being together for a couple of years while they no one was watched. I don't know. Well, we, we, we didn't see it or something. While no one was watching. While no one was watching. Uh, don't look. I can't do it when you're looking. <laughs> I can't do it when you're looking. I can't exist in this timeline when you're looking. <laughs> Isn't that the plot of the angels on Doctor Who? <laughs> They're like dimensional beings that only exist in their form when you're not looking at them. Yeah, if the Weeping have, Angels. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. What if, though, uh, they they live out their life and Fitz has this plan where, like, after 50 years, she goes back in time. Um, Simmons goes, or they go back in time to, to oh. Simmons. Oh, no. And then implant that in her brain there. Oh, no. You did it. That's it. And when she said earlier in the season, why, what did I do? She was talking about her future self. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. Like they allow themselves to live out a life, but then they take a version of her and like sort of send her to slaughter to where she oh. has to go through the bad thing. That's awful. That's an awful thing to do. That what? sounds like such a fits thing to do, though. Yeah, it does. And like the what did I do being not her, but a different version of her sounds like a really crazy and interesting call. Oh, man. It's not going to be that. That's not going to happen. Maybe. Nathaniel. <laughs> Nathaniel Mlynar said, I figured it out. Chronicoms want to destroy S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. was basically done after Winter Soldier, except that Fury made Coulson the new director. Coulson's team is S.H.I.E.L.D., so if the team never comes together, perhaps S.H.I.E.L.D. just dies. Simmons had to give up Fitz, and he's currently in the future negotiating this deal. Chronicoms stop the war as long as the team never forms. Full circle. Boom. Hey, there's my theory. There it is right yeah, there. Yeah, that is similar to what you were talking about and what I was talking about with Coulson never even being brought back to life even. Um, but what does that mean though? So are they, is in, in this theory, if Nathaniel's right and, and, and we're right, if, if that's like a deal they strike with the Chronicoms is what we're saying that they're striking a deal to leave a universe to the Chronicoms so that they get one version of the earth. Uh, maybe. I don't know. That seems really dark. Cause there's still a lot of people in that universe that they're giving up the earth to them, you know? Yeah, but it's not their universe. So it's fine. Yeah. It's not their timeline. Hashtag not my timeline, not my problem. I guess they also... I mean, I would hate for them to bring the strike back, uh, but what they... they Like, I don't... So so they have this version of the Chronicoms. (laughs) Why why would you say that name? (laughs) (laughs) Why would you say that name? Um, But, I mean, like, I don't see why they couldn't help the Chronicoms stop the strike earlier. You know? 
like Coulson go because that's why they that's why the Chronicoms want their planet is because the Trike destroyed theirs, right? Yeah. It's so, like they could just go stop that from happening. <laughs> right. Like why do they why, they don't need a Chronica six or whatever? They could just go get Chronica five back. It's Chronica two. Yeah, just being silly. And they they want Chronica three to be Earth, but so yeah, but still though, like you've got time travel. Why not go back? To when your planet was destroyed or taken in whatever way and stop him there. Stop that. Yeah, I, I agree completely. It doesn't, unless there's some sort of like time travel rules we don't understand about like crossing the streams or seeing yourself or, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, don't touch yourself and you don't, what was the things that uh, Paul Rudd said or Ant-Man says in a, <laughs> and don't know sports betting. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta stick to the rules of time travel. Yep. <laughs> That's such a funny line. Yep. <laughs> the rules of time travel, no sports betting. They haven't said that that's a rule. No, they haven't. And they've already basically gone back and done that with Mac's parents dying and like multiple things well, they've affected the, their own lives in ways well, that I mean, don't make sense. If Unless this is an alternate reality or whatever. Cap fought himself fisticuffs. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, good call. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying, like, maybe there's some sort of rule as time travelers that if they cross themselves in the past, they create divergent timelines and they're trying to keep some sort of contiguity of purpose or contiguity of being, I don't know, man. You can't, there's no logic. Logic doesn't live here anymore. Well, logic is hard in time travel. Any kind of time travel that allows you to change the past in any way is inherently, like, tricky, you know? Yeah. That's why the time machine was best. He always, he just went forward. He was like, oh, can't change the past. I guess I'll go forward a bunch. Oh, I didn't know that. You You haven't seen that? I, I have. It was so many years ago, though. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't remember that he only moved forward. Uh, no, I mean, he went back once, couldn't fix it. And then I think that was it. He just gave up. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It was a different time for movies. <laughs> for story when the time machine was written. Yeah. All right. What's Frank Hogan got to say? Let's get these. Let's get some more feedbacks in. Frank Hogan says, hey, guys, I just wanted to say that Nathaniel is trifling and a hater. (laughs) (laughs) Truth. He wants control because he felt like he never had any his whole life and he will step on anyone to get it. Little Punk wants to feel more important. I'm sorry. Wants to feel important. So he's hating on the people born with powers because they make him feel less than. He needs to check his insecurities for real. Oh, yeah. Did I mention he's a punk? (laughs) Yo-Yo being a regular speedster takes away from her character. If they just made her be faster, I'd be fine, but they changed the nature of her speed. Not a big deal, but I guess it was worth the small rant. One more thing. Taking in human powers through organ transplants and blood transfusions are way too easy. Their genetics should even be compatible, or their genetics shouldn't even be compatible, but you know, plot. Either way, this season is amazing and I'm sad to see it go. And thank you both for the help with my mother. Oh, oh, absolutely, Frank. No problem. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, Frank's mother passed and, um, yeah, we were just able to share the, share the, uh, GoFundMe, I think it was all it was. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so, so sorry for your loss, man. Um, 
Yeah, so I think there's something interesting with Nathaniel. He's definitely a punk. Um, and, I agree. But, like, he also, there's something interesting with him and Cora in that they're, like, him, Cora, and Garrett, I guess, are all people that, like, feel wronged because they realize the story they've been telling themselves their whole lives is wrong. You know what I mean? Like, the story that you tell yourself as a human being that you're eventually going to have this or do that or live to this age or whatever, and then they realize, oh, no, everything I ever thought for myself is not the case, you know? And then they go, I can see how that would kind of break a person, you know? Yeah, I mean, how do you think Franklin Richards feels? I don't, I don't know. That that's the comic book Franklin Richards. Yeah. Well, what 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 do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the story. <laughs> I know I know who he is, but I don't know the story. He's like a super powerful metahuman. Um, he eventually, like, because time shenanigans, uh, he will eventually become Kang the Conqueror. Oh right, and, that's right. You know turn into that guy that's right which doesn't make a lot of sense but whatever you mean it doesn't make sense that he knows he's gonna turn into that guy and still does kind of thing uh it's more like it it doesn't make sense that he becomes a completely different person like that like he just he looks vastly different it's like he's from millennia in the future and it's just, it doesn't make a It doesn't make much sense. I don't know, man. Millennia can change a man. Have you seen? Uh, <laughs> are you a Hoovian? You know, you got my reference earlier. You know, the face of Bo. No. You know oh, the face of Bo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Face of Bo. It's it's a mystery, so I won't spoil it. But you find out later who the face of Bo was, and it's like, oh, well, that's weird. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, over time, millennia is a long time. People change. People grow. People grow apart. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that seemed funny to say. Gross. <laughs> he grew apart from himself and the rest of the universe. Indeed. Anyway, anyway, shall we move on? We shall. We shall. Let's, let's. Emily Sissel says, so a lot of people... No, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Emily. So a lot of people are probably thinking that the blood work comment from Fitz might be like cancer or some kind of disease, but I'm really thinking that Simmons was pregnant and had a child, and that's why it was such a painful memory for her to having to leave. Maybe. Knowing this show, everything is about to go to hell, and I don't even know what to expect. Yeah, I don't know either. Emily, that is such a uh, probably good call... I, I think they love to do the misdirects. And so I think the idea that it's not him being sick, but her being pregnant is like a really, really smart and good call. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would set up Deke being there. Well, I guess, but it doesn't kind matter of. anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like none of it, none of it even freaking matters. There's no causality to this time travel. We just what have to accept you, that. What you should expect though, is something from what Matt and I said in the big swings section. Which one? Which thing? Uh, one of them. Yeah, because <laughs> we called it. Obviously, oh, oh, right, right. You saying Emily just saying what she what to expect? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. You're right. It's probably all going to go to hell, and they're going to have to fight their way back. And I don't. I just don't even. I don't trust this show to end happy necessarily. Yeah, it will. It will. There's going to be a marriage. You're right. Right. Sybil and Coulson. Sybil and Coulson sitting in a tree. Sitting in a computer code. Mm, a data tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Zero one one zero one zero zero. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was good. Uh, that was so dumb. Oh eight four seven. <laughs> Let's move on from my idiocy. Oh eight four says just listening to your seven ten podcast, and I have to say that I don't think Xia Ying is coming back. Uh, yeah, so far so good. So far so true. <laughs> Woof. Yeah. <laughs> Her power isn't that she's hard to kill. She just has the ability to heal by sucking the life out of people. Now, I've never sucked the life out of somebody, and I've never had my neck snapped. But I feel a bit like if my neck were snapped, I wouldn't have the motor functions necessary to do all that. <laughs> but Whitehall cut her up and all that. Yeah, yeah, true. And afterwards, Cal found her and sacrificed an entire village to get her the strength she needed to heal up. Considering she's in Shield Sands, I doubt they're going to be willing to kill that many people, even if she was able to use her power in that state. Again, neck snapped. Pour another one out. Truth. Yeah. It's clear that's not happening. I'd forgotten that he took a whole village, but I'd forgotten that. Yeah. Uh, also, but, but we saw, I wonder if there was a chance... Because we saw Korra come over to her and try to give her energy. And I wonder if someone powerful enough, like, you know, someone with the kind of power that they have would have been enough to give her some life or let her let her survive. But they didn't think to do it or whatever. I don't know if Quake had run over to her and been like, you know, somehow gotten her to gotten her to absorb her power before she passed. I don't know. Yeah, it's rough. Take my energy. Amber is the color. <laughs> Just going to reference that song on as many podcasts as I can this week. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I don't know why you decided to do that. No, nah, man, because Amber is the color of my energy. Okay, so Haley Hobbs. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think Four is right. I think it's too late now. Uh, I think this episode oh, yeah. Put, the yeah, na- yeah. put the nail in the proverbial and literal coffin. Oh, she's actually like truly dead? I think she's dead. Man, I guess we're going to have to figure something else out for um, Alter Carbon. <laughs> the, 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 the character's dead. Okay, okay. <sighs> you had me worried. <laughs> Literal doesn't mean not fictional. I, mm, mm, okay. It's not metaphorical. It's two different things. Okay. <laughs> Haley Hobbs said Daisy slash Sousa email I was not into their so-called chemistry and shipping them as a couple but this episode sort of changed my tune a movie and TV trope I really dislike is when guys fall for girls and vice versa for seemingly no reason other than that they are there and available it's so annoying Mm -hmm. that has always felt like the case with any of Daisy's love interests she's just there and frankly usually mean to the guys who like her and they fall for her anyway. So it tickled me when Sousa started making fun of Daisy being called Quake. <laughs> Finally, someone who was willing to just mess with her a little, joke around, and even take her down a peg in a fun, teasing way. For the first time during this season, I actually sensed the chemistry between the characters. He sees her just as she is and lets her know. It felt more real. Also, the Mac Daddy was strong in this episode, and I'm here for it. I think Henry Simmons has truly become one of my favorite actors on the show. I hate that the show is ending and definitely planning a series binge in the near future. Later. Sweet. Yeah, I I agree on all that. I really liked... uh, I have liked them... I liked the way that they connected in the last 
uh, two episodes ago, I guess it was, in the time stream or whatever. I really liked that connection they had there, and it really showed that he cared about her and why he would be attracted to her. It was like very, I mean, he literally just lays it out why he's attracted to her, you know, and I liked that a lot that the show like went there instead of just like she said, having her just be another guy that just likes her because she's quake or whatever. Like, you know, (laughs) quake. (laughs) the quake thing was really funny and quake. I loved uh, (laughs) Mac being like, uh, he's like, don't do you not see how silly that sounds? And he's like, I do now. Laughs so hard, and like he like through through like cry laughing. He says, I do now. He's trying so hard to hold it in and not wake her up. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Super and like good. the way that <laughs> the way that Mac was laughing at at him poking fun at her. And he's like, yes, ma'am, quick. <laughs> and Max up here just at the helm. <laughs> he's at the, <laughs> sorry, he's at the controls just dying. Yeah, it was a really, really funny and really like humor really drawing off of the characters. And I just really liked it a lot. Yeah. And Mac, of course, uh, giving her the like sort of fatherly speech or giving him the sort of father with a shotgun speech, which, you know. Your father uh, with a shotgun axe. Yeah. <laughs> father on the porch with a shotgun axe. <laughs> it was nice. And it was nice that it wasn't just like him. It was he's talking about the whole team loves her and will protect her. And he does. Don't hurt her. You know, that was nice. It was nice. Yeah. I liked it. Not, not just me. Mm-hmm. This entire team. Yep. I love. Oh, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, lo- I love when when Sousa's just like, I, I don't know if I like her, you know? And and Max is just like, oh, you better figure it out quick, because this thing's coming for you. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Max got a lot of wisdom in that scene. You know? I, just, I don't know. I just like it. I like it a lot. Max got a lot of wisdom this whole episode. You know what? I... I was rewatching some S.H.I.E.L.D. recently, and I didn't... For some reason, I guess because he wasn't on the first season, I keep thinking Matt came in, like, third season or fourth season even, but he's in their second season. I didn't realize... For some reason, like, thinking back, I kept thinking he had been... He'd come in a little later than he did, but he's been here most of this show. Like, yeah. almost as long as everyone else. And for some reason, he still feels newer to me than others, but, like, he was on that second season. Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, oh, man... It's crazy to to remember that it's like, you know, we were we were thinking of like I was doing the same thing too. I was thinking of Mac came in like third season, maybe fourth, and I was like, no, it's not fourth because he was around before that because it was a big change for him to to take on the spirit of vengeance. And then I was like, no, wait, he was there in the second season because he's the one who. Uh, who helped Fitz through his impediment. That's right. Through his, his problem, he kept calling him Turbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he's the one that cut Coulson's hand off. Big swing four. He calls him Turbo one last time. <gasps> That's not a big swing, you jerk, and it hurts my heart. To... Like, whatever. <laughs> Why does it have to be only one more time? No, because they're, they're no longer a team. You know, the team's over, supposedly, according to Enoch. So, like, there's going to be it. one last time where he gets to communicate. And, like, they're all saying their goodbyes to him. And, of course, they got to leave Gemma to say it. But the last person who leaves the room before Gemma gets some alone time is uh, Mac. And he's like, take care of yourself, Turbo. Yeah. Matt, 
Mm-hmm. We've only got one. We've only got one more time of watching a new episode of Agents of Shield. I am super sad. Why he had to say it like that? I like legit feel like teary eyed because we've just been doing this so long, like six years of sitting in a room and doing talking about Shield. Um, which we hadn't mentioned on the cast, but this last week was our sixth year. Uh, six years of six years of doing this. Um, ever since the beginning of season two of Shield, and man. Like it's, I'm gonna miss it. I'm really gonna miss this show. I'm gonna miss talking about it. I'm gonna miss speculating about it. It's gonna be. A di- it's, and I don't know that we're gonna get a show like this again. That's gonna have this br- this width of stuff, like this much content to really like dig- sink our teeth into every week. I think that content's gonna be even better. I really do. I think WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. I think those are gonna be great shows. But like, this was really fun. I really enjoyed getting into these. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, Disney has already shown that they will do weekly releases. That's what they did for the Mandalorian. Mm. But, but it's like six episodes, supposedly. I, I don't know. Maybe um, She-Hulk will be longer or something like that. I'm not sure. I mean, they're announcing a lot of shows to come to Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, we got Falcon and Winter Soldier. We got WandaVision. We got... But it's something different when you're looking at and you're like six episodes versus looking at and being like 20. You know what I mean? When you're like... Yeah. Or even 13. How far a plot can travel in 20 or 13 episodes? Like, there's a long way it go. This uh, this season, we got so many different storylines and different timelines and different cool things. But like, when you have a six episode season, it's got to be to the point, which I think is in general better but it also removes things like the ability to make silly one-off episodes. You know, we can't, it's hard to make an episode about, um, the Deke squad. That's exactly the one I was thinking. Yeah. Or, or, or the noir episode, like things like that are hard to do when you only get six episodes. Yeah. And yeah. so this may be the end of an era for this kind of Marvel television. And I'm going to miss it a lot. God makes me sad. I'm okay. <clears throat> I am. I am. I'm, I'm. I'm getting a little choked up about it. I'm really sad. I was. I was on the verge of tears when I was saying it. Yeah. When you said it, it hit me. I was like, "Oh man, you're right." And it really did. Does bum me out a bunch. Make made me tear up. Uh, let's 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 get to the next feedback. I'm done with talking about this sad stuff. I'm talking about the sadness. Drew Greck says, hi guys. This episode was so good. I was so impressed by all the special effects. They weren't anywhere near Avengers, but you could tell this episode had a higher budget. We now know that we're in a different timeline, which means we probably won't get an endgame crossover. Well, I'm sad there won't be any hot, wet, deep continuity. I'm glad the show will end on its own terms. I loved how Mac gave Sousa the the dad slash big brother talk. And then they laugh together about how stupid the name Quake is. It was wonderful. Fitzsimmons shocked me. I think the blood work, quote unquote, means that Fitz either has cancer or Simmons is pregnant. I don't think we'll see Fitz in this time again, but it was nice to see Ian DeKesticker one last time. <clears throat> and then S.H.I.E.L.D. was destroyed. I feel the same way I did after Infinity War, but to a smaller level. I love this show so much, and I'm not ready to say goodbye on Wednesday night. When this gets on Disney+, Plus, I'm going to be doing a constant time loop rewatch. <laughs> Thanks for the great podcast, and keep up the great work, Drew. I'm really glad to hear Drew felt the weight of the loss of S.H.I.E.L.D., because we talked a lot about it when we started the episode, but like, 
I we, we started talking. And I didn't even remember that had happened this episode. You know. Yeah. Um. Almost like I, I clearly did, but like it really just didn't hit me. Uh, the way it hit Drew, and I'm, I'm glad that Drew got hit that way. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad Drew got hit in the feels. Yeah, just, just <laughs> if we're over here crying about the loss of the show, he can cry about the loss of the actual organization in the show. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah, that he's crying, fine. but uh, upset. Um, actually, Drew sent one more thing uh, that I got to play here on the show. He said, you predicted S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7 twice in 2015, and it's amazing. Okay, so yeah, he sent two audio clips of us predicting, I think these were around the end of Agent Carter. We were discussing, like, the future for Sousa, and uh, so he sent these audio clips. Thank you for sending these, Drew. This is awesome. Um, the, se- the season was good. Um, it just just fell short at the end. Just fell short of the end. And it's not the end, I don't think. I think they're going to go... I think we're going to get more more Peggy Carter. If not here, we'll get it somewhere. Yeah. They will wrap this story up. Now there's, um, she's going to be included in flashbacks in Ant-Man. Yeah. So, I mean, there's at least there's that. And we've got we've to bridge that gap. I wonder if we'll see Sousa. <laughs> in like the 70s. Uh, maybe. Like bell bottoms and an afro. <laughs> We're, okay, this is real time us again. Uh, so I I kind of called Sousa and, and it, it, he actually didn't get in 70s clothes, but they talked about him. Get, like, it's funny that we thought that and the show thought it was funny enough to have that conversation on the show. <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that's pretty great. And this one, you. This is all. Oh, wait. There, uh, another thing in that one is that I also called. Um, I called Peggy Carter being an Ant Man. Well, that I think we were saying it was an Ant Man. Like we knew that she. We knew at that point there were reports of her being an Ant Man. But what we did get there is you said we 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 said that we thought they were going to wrap her story up somewhere, and yeah. they do, but in a Civil War. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, then, then here's when you, you call this very direct, pretty, pretty directly. By the way, uh, I think what we're talking about there is her getting back with Captain America at some point. And we're like, what about Sousa? <laughs> so we, we also kind of called that, but I digress. Poor Sousa. I digress. Here we go. But what about uh, Sousa? Sousa. What about Sousa? He seems so sweet. <laughs> I've gone back and watched uh, Avengers since then, and I cannot see anybody in the, like, you know, the, the guy that played uh, Sousa, Enver Gilkoch, yeah. is one of the cops in the end, in the final fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, every He's time I see him, I'm just like, oh my god, time traveler! Or just a descendant of Sousa. It totally makes sense. It's Maybe. Fine. <laughs> okay, there's a, that's the other clip. So it, that's one you are talking about a time traveling Sousa, uh, whatever five years ago, um, before before <laughs> way before there was a time traveling Sousa. So good job on that. That's great. Yep, really so really great. Man. I got that. Uh, I, I read the time stream. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Drew, for sending those in. This also it's weird to hear us five years ago. I mean, five years ago. That's the beginning of this podcast. That's so yeah. crazy. It's like, it was so short and so brief a time after we had started, but it's also so long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. 
All right, Melissa. Melissa Khalil says, Hey guys, apologies for the long feedback, but this episode was so great for character interactions and callbacks. We got May plus Coulson, Daisy plus Mac, both originals uh, partners with S.H.I.E.L.D. Callback to May's incident in Bahrain and how she's made peace with it. Callback to what may be Coulson's biggest mistake, Grant Ward. But Daisy... Oh, Daisy... I literally break down crying every time I even think about Daisy having to live without the team. So you can imagine Daisy and Max convo on the jet was just no good for me. I relate a lot to her character, so it's just heartbreaking to hear her come to terms that this is the team's last ride. But man, this episode is so good. But now let's talk about what we all came here for. Mm-hmm. Daisy plus Sousa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're all here for. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I'm more invested in Daisy and Sousa's relationship than the actual plot right now. <laughs> Not that I don't care about the storyline going into the last episode, but God, I just love them so much. Mac acting as the overprotective older brother made my heart smile. Then Sousa teasing Daisy about the Quake nickname. Yeah, they're perfect for each other. <laughs> I love how he isn't threatened by her power and her strong will. What a dream. Honestly, I don't think I've ever been so invested in an MCU couple till now. If they don't end up together at the end of this series, I will straight up start a riot at Marvel TV. We talk about the lack of connectivity with some of the stuff, but like, man, I love that they took these two characters, Sousa and Coulson, out of their other things and like finish their story here because basically they've now created a timeline where these two can have their final hurrah you know and i just freaking love it i really really love it yeah it's great it's oh my god man like being able to pluck a character out of shield's history out of a different series that didn't exist until that other series had played like being able to do that and have us, we, the audience care so much about this guy that they pluck out of this other series. Like that just shows that goes to show how good this universe is. Yeah, dude. I, I really, really love the, the, the connectivity that they're, they're pulling in all this last season has been really fun. Yep. Melissa goes on to say, but I guess other stuff also happened. We got Fitz content. It's funny that she calls it Fitz content. <laughs> Yeah, you, you like just the called same it way that I did. Yeah, that's really great. Uh, but why did they have to break our hearts all over again with just two minutes of Fitzsimmons screen time? I don't think Fitz is dead. It feels like they're trying to lead us too far that way. I think that the blood work that Enoch was referring to Simmons and her being pregnant with her daughter, or with their daughter, Deke's mother. Both Simmons and Enoch have said that they had a considerable amount of time to make upgrades to Z1, and Fitz was pushing for them to take some time and enjoy their life together. Maybe that's where Fitz has been, raising their daughter. That could also be the reason Simmons broke down crying a couple of episodes back when they took out her implant, because maybe she felt guilty about leaving a child behind. Mm, So excited for next week's two-hour finale. I'll have to wake up super early Thursday morning to see it because you know I won't miss trivia. <laughs> As Yay. always, love you guys so much. Flabotinum. Flabotinum. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, Melissa. Man, yeah. So she brings up some great points. I've been thinking that, yeah, they might be pregnant. Like a couple of people have mentioned that. But I did not think about the fact that maybe she's already given birth and had like left that child in the future. 
Like that's kind of beautiful. The idea that maybe if Fitz did have a lot, of, he was alone all this time, but then we find out he wasn't alone. And like, maybe that's why she's so bent on protecting him. Like, you know, there's a, there's a moment in early in the time loop episode where they go, Fitz would not want us all to die to protect him. Fitz would not want that. But if it means their daughter, you know, like maybe he would, maybe he would make that decision and maybe she would, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm super pumped. Uh, <sighs> by the way, Daisy's and Daisy and, uh, Sousa. Dusa. No, Doozy. That's what it is. Doozy. Okay. I like it. <laughs> that's the ship name. Ship shipped. Fully shipped. Uh, they have a name and everything. Doozy. Um, so he said he makes a comment that made me think it was a comics reference, but I, I'm not finding anything, so I'm probably wrong. He says, A man at a time and Quake. It's like something out of comics. Um, the, Quake, what's her relation to Captain America in the comics? Because he's the man out of time, right? Yeah, he's the he's the man out of time, the Sentinel of Liberty, the um Yeah. I, I don't think that they had a relationship. Okay. I was just curious. The way you said it, I was like, that would be actually really a funny joke if in the comics, Daisy and like I know they're in the comics together, but I, it'd be really funny if they had like a relationship of some sort. And uh <laughs> it turned out that, that like, you know, that joke was just man at a time and quake. It's like something out of comics and like that it is it's directly out of comics, you know, it's precisely plucked straight from there. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Cause, um, everything that I know about, like everything that I can remember, at least about her is just that she has been, uh, she's been with shield and has not really had much in the way of relationships. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't think I'm right. Uh, just looking at, what I've seen online looking for that specifically, I'm not finding anything. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. It just seemed like it might be the joke. I think that cap has always pretty much at least always been with either Peggy Carter or, um, Sharon Carter. Weirdo guy has a type <laughs> Carter, the same family, female Carter, female Carters. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb uh, that is that is kind of a silly thing considerably dumb a considerable amount of dumb oh <laughs> four says this episode set me up perfectly for what i'm sure is going to be an amazing and terrible time next week there are moments in here that i'm sure will draw the usual lazy and tired criticisms of filler nothing happened and can we just get to the next thing i i think I think Matt, you said most of those things. No, I did did not say you filler. Said nothing happened. I did say it didn't seem like anything happened, but I said it was very character rich, which is I think <laughs> what he's getting at. So thank you very much. I think I said the same thing he's saying. Oh, of course. <laughs> Continue. Uh, continues with. I would say that the character moments peppered all over were more than enough to make these segments enjoyable and worthwhile as someone who's cared about this team for years. Daisy, Mac, and Sousa all got their moments with each other that got smiles out of me. We got to reflect on May and Coulson and where they've gone. We got a small peek at what Finn Simmons went through before the end of season six. 
All of these interactions are what I want before I have to say goodbye. I love that Malik wasn't able to break Simmons or Deke, and it was satisfying to see him start to lose it when his entitlement was insatiated. Entitled people are kind of the worst, so how great is it that this threat we have, the one to defeat, is an embodiment of that? We got a great finale coming for us, with S.H.I.E.L.D. literally being wiped off the map. Most likely, Peggy Carter is dead, along with Howard Stark, Hank Pym, people who laid a foundation for the MCU. We can no longer speculate that the new timeline being made this season is going to lead to Infinity War or Endgame or whatever. This show is going to go out on its own terms, and I really love that. Until next time... The last time? The last time... Thanks, 084. To be clear, it will not be the last time we do this podcast. Like, we're not ending with S.H.I.E.L.D. No, we're not. But it feels like the end of an era. It does, for sure, man. Uh, you know, this first 500 episodes of our podcast, a lot of those were S.H.I.E.L.D.-based. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah. Are we really at 500? We're getting close. Uh, we're like six weeks away probably we'll we'll plan something big for 500 we need to put out like five episodes this week uh, before tomorrow really so that our 500th episode can be can the finale be of shield the finale of shield that would be baller i will say that would be baller i guess we could just drop like one word episodes i could just <laughs> chop this into tw- i think i think we're like i think we're at like 480 something so yeah we could just drop 17 short episodes between now and then yeah, yeah, I'm down. Uh, 084 makes great points, and I hope we didn't annoy you too much up top saying some of the things similar to what you're saying there. I don't, I think that my problem is not that nothing happened this episode. I actually really love all the character stuff. My problem is that there were huge things that happened this episode, and I think you felt the same way as I did, 084, that like it felt like not much happened, but huge things happened. Simmons forgetting fits and shield being destroyed are huge plot points. And I don't feel like they got the weight they should have gotten um, because it felt, uh, we've all, we've described what all I thought about that, but yeah, but just to, just to defend my earlier actions, <laughs> <laughs> actions, not words, actions. Do you think we'll get a name check for, uh, I said, it's just one of my big swings, but Peggy Carter, Howard Stark, Hank Pym, you think we'll get a name check for any of those people having died? I think that Colson and May might talk about it, but I don't think that, um, I don't think that the people who are in space give a damn. No, not that they don't give a damn. It's that they can't really be contacted. Well, Kind of, but I don't think that's... I don't think we're ending with the team as separated as this. I don't think we're going to get, like, the two final episodes and Coulson and Daisy are never going to see each other again, you know? Yeah. I think I think they will come back together in these last two episodes. That's all I'm saying. Okay, okay. Uh, Leo Burton says, Maybe at the end of the next episode, Nathaniel could begin his transformation into the X-Men villain from the comics, Apocalypse. Maybe Apocalypse's final master plan is to destroy all Earths, and the only way that the team could stop them is by combining all of the Earths. And introducing Apocalypse could also introduce the X-Men into the MCU. Earth 1, MCU movies, Earth 2, Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Earth 3, Runaways and Cloak and Dagger, Earth 4 is Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, Punisher, uh, Earth 5 is Inhumans, <laughs> we forget about Earth 5 a lot. Very because- much by itself. Huh? Very much on Earth by itself, the Inhumans. Yep, yep. 
uh, Earth 6, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man trilogy, Earth 7, Amazing Spider-Man films, uh, Earth 8, X-Men films, Earth 9, Fantastic Four, and Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer, Earth 10, Fantastic Four 2015, uh, Earth 11, Ghost Rider films, Earth 12, The Blade trilogy. <laughs> so he, he, he's speculating that the this will somehow bring all those together. I, I love the, that is a big swing, Leo, that we talk about big swings, but like, that's a big, uh, yeah, that's, that's a funny thing, but this isn't DC. Like we're not in, we're not in crisis mode. Come on. I do think that, you know, they could do some, you know, multiverse crossover stuff. I just don't think they do it on shield or like, you know, start that sort of a huge arc on the last episode of a show that seems like they're kind of letting it go its own way. Like, I don't think they've gone this far to get it out of the universe to be like, by the way, the real point is we're combining all the universes. <laughs> uh, I think, I think the reason we're ending it on ABC is because we're bringing it to Disney plus and it's always been connected. Ah, and not only to the MCU, but it's connected to everything like that. <laughs> that I don't, I think that's too big of a swing for this show at this point. It's the thread that binds all. Yeah. You should have been watching Shield the whole time, bitch. Yeah, what's your problem, people? We've been saying we've been saying it for years. Uh, all right, well, that is all the feedback. Uh, oh, I did want to warn everybody: we're we're doing some uploading of old episodes of. Uh, the show because we changed service providers a couple years ago and I didn't even, and the old service provider we used lost our, our first few episodes somehow. And so now I've got to re upload them. So over the next few weeks, you'll might get some weird downloads of like, because what I have to do is I have to upload them and then move them in the timeline. And so when I do that or move them, the, the release date back, to the original release date. When I do that, sometimes it appears at the top of the feed for a few hours. Um, so if you get a weird download from like six years ago, our apologies, uh, I'm trying to only do them a couple, one, kind of one a day or so. Because, that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to do them only for basically before we hit 500, I want all 500 episodes up, you know? Yeah. So, okay. If, maybe I had a little bit to do with it. <laughs> you're like, it sounds like a good idea now. Yeah. I, I, I was involved. Uh, I was involved the whole time. <laughs> uh, oh, the other the other thing to warn about: we are going to do this episode of Agents of Shield Thursday. So, if you want to get your feedback in, you know, watch it Wednesday Basically night or Thursday morning. It. Yeah, <laughs> or live tweet it. No, just like hit us up with some feedback because uh, we would obviously love to have all your thoughts, and we'll probably do a feedback episode next week. Um, but we'll our our like timely episode is going to drop on. We're going to record on Thursday, so. Uh, we just want to get a timely episode up about this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. business. I have a feeling that we're going to have a uh, a solid like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in memoriam episode or like a, a feedback whole show kind of thing. Or like, you know, top 10 Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. moments looking back sort yeah. of stuff. Well, like, yeah, we, we could definitely do something like that for sure. Um, and I, I mean, just, just having the feedback, I think we're going to talk about, you know, if you send in your feedback, send in your feedback over the next few weeks for the entire series. Like, what did you think? What did, what are your favorite moments? Oh man, you know, what would be great is on our 500, 500, <laughs> our 500th episode. Uh, if we had a bunch of people write in how they got started listening to the show. Oh so yeah. That we can like, we could have kind of a, you know, like 
you know, the, the insertion point through the years kind of thing. Cause yeah, like, yeah. people have been doing that lately. Like, Hey, I started listening when this happened. It's funny how many people write in there say, I started listening during Endgame and infinity war, uh, because yeah. it's funny, uh, that, that a lot of our listeners now seem like they jumped on in the last two years. Uh, and, and I mean that, that tracks based on our downloads, things have, things are deaf. People have definitely jumped on lately. Uh, yeah. And also jumped off lately since there's been no content for two years. Our downloads have been like, it was like a big mountaintop run in game and then the slow decline <laughs> because the because there's no content. So people aren't looking for Marvel content yep. right now. And we um, lost the French. And we lost the French last month. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what we're talking about. But anyway, uh, <laughs> anything you, uh, we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, we have been plugging a lot of things lately and we're trying to make. Uh, be thoughtful about our plugs. And so we're trying to be pluggy at the end. Uh, so what do you, what do you got any plugs that you want? Anything you want to plug that you've got going on? Plug the MCU cast, man. Okay. What about, what about your, uh, PandaVision UA, uh, Umbrella I mean, Academy? It's been a struggle. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the, the, we're about to drop the final, I think two episodes of Umbrella yeah. Academy over on PandaVision. So th- I'm going to pl- plug that for Jeff. Cause that's really his, been his baby. And, uh, I'm actually next week on PandaVision, we're going to start. Uh, talking about uh, Lovecraft Country, the new Jordan Peele HBO show, and I'm really excited about that. I just I love Jordan Peele, and I like most HBO shows. Honestly, I have a I have a deep love for Lovecraftian lore. That whole universe is just so creepy and fun. Yeah, we're gonna have to get you on some episodes, even if you can't do the whole series, just because it sounds like you have some serious lovecraft it's funny i'm, I'm doing it with uh, a host of another podcast that's that's that we haven't uh done cast with before at least i'm supposed to we're trying to work it out a time and everything and then um <laughs> you uh you, I, then i started talking to you and letting you know where i was doing it and you were like oh, i love lovecraft and then i mentioned it to ashley and matthew and they're like oh i love lovecraft <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, I mean, I like Lovecraft, but I, I'm not like, I'm not that deep on the lore. I feel like maybe I'm the least, uh, maybe, maybe we need you guys to hop on more. No, I feel like that's the thing in PandaVision though, is like the person who least likes the thing, uh, among all the PandaVision hosts, the person who least likes the thing is the one that wants to do the show about it. <laughs> that's weird. I think, well, that, no, I think are you just talking about the Umbrella Academy? I know, I know, Matthew kind was of. not. As, yeah, you're, I think you're just talking about Umbrella Academy because I toward the and I, I definitely got the sense the, the few episodes I listened to and toward the end there, uh, the episode I was on, he was like pretty down on it. Um, yeah, well, he hates time. Well, generally, he doesn't like time travel yeah. stuff, and that's kind of all it's about. Yeah. See, and I didn't know that going in. Like, I didn't know that Umbrella Academy was such a time travel show. I thought it was going to be more of a, um, you know, uh, whatever, just a superhero show, but it's a superhero Family time drama. travel show. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm there for it. You know me. I love a time travel story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know. It's your second favorite genre. Yeah. My second favorite first being Hitman romantic comedies, of course. Hitman romantic comedies. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. And the other thing that's uh, my plug for the week is the... Um, the uh, the indie go go campaign for my new album and music. Um, yeah, the mu- the album. I've got a double album coming out real soon. It's geeky music uh, that I think you guys will like. And there's a really badass T-shirt design that I'm. I'll put. I'll put it in the. 
I'll put it on the as a picture for the show. Uh, maybe I'll do that today. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. There's a, there's a t-shirt design. I'll put it as our logo for the show today as the image because it's just real cool. I'm really excited about it. Um, but anyway, t-shirt design. Uh, so there's like t-shirts and music and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm doing an Indiegogo. It's crowdfunding campaign to try to be able to make the album and finish it. And uh, I've already got a lot of a lot of people from the MCU cast have already backed it. We're at 32 percent and 26 days left. So you guys, if you if you're up for it, I would very much appreciate the uh, the help at the Indiegogo campaign. You can find that crowdfunding campaign at strandedpanda.com slash new album. Uh, that's where you go to uh, to to and you just click through and you'll find the Indiegogo campaign. I tried to give it an easy URL, but yeah, strandedpanda.com slash new album. Uh, and at strandedpanda.com, you can find all our other stuff, all our other podcasts and things. Thank you very much. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you.